0: Are meant to be broken, but in the case of redox, rules are important and they need to be followed, sadly. But there are a few exceptions, so I guess there are a few rule breakers out there in the world of redox. Hey, everybody, it's Jono. Welcome to this uh, episode of A Level Chemistry Revision. We are going to be going over redox in this episode. I hope you are as excited as I am. There's going to be acronyms, there's going to be uh, some cute little rules. It's going to get wild. There might even be some little ionic equations. Are you excited? (laughs) I know I am. So what are redox reactions? Well, a redox reaction is a reaction where reduction and oxidation take place. And they're important in many areas of life. So they're used in breathalysers. And It's all about electrons. Now there's an acronym you've probably come across before and need to be familiar with. It is oil rig and it's a good mnemonic for remembering the difference between oxidation and reduction. So oxidation is the loss of electrons and reduction is the gain of electrons. That is oil rig, remember it. Now what is an oxidizing agent? An oxidizing agent oxidizes something else. It takes electrons from another compound. This means it gains electrons itself. So an oxidizing agent is itself reduced. So oxidizing agents are reduced. If you think about it, they help something oxidize, so they themselves are reduced. So what do you think reducing agents are? Well, a reducing agent is something that reduces something else. So it gives electrons to another compound. This means it loses electrons itself. Now, if we remember oil rig, oxidation is loss of electrons. So a reducing agent itself is oxidized. So if we go through an example, let's say that we have A plus B goes to A plus plus B minus. Nice and simple. If B here in this reaction, which one's the oxidizing agent? Well, it's going to be B because B is taking an electron from A, meaning A is oxidized, whereas B itself is reduced. So oxidizing agents are reduced. And then in this example, A is the reducing agent because A gives an electron to B, so B is reduced. A itself is oxidized, so a reducing agent is oxidized. So remember, oxidizing agents get reduced and reducing agents get oxidized. Don't chemists love to make everything confusing? So next, we're talking about oxidation states and redox. An oxidation state shows how many electrons an atom has gained or lost. The concept of oxidation state is related to electronegativity, and electronegativities can be used to work out oxidation states. There are a set of rules to assigning oxidation states, and we're going to unpack these. So fun. Um, to assign the oxidation states in a compound with multiple elements, we pretend every bond is ionic, even when they're definitely not. Ooh, chemists love bending the rules. So we ask the question, which element is going to take the electron pair? And the answer is the most electronegative one. So electronegativity, think of that as just a way of saying, how much do you like electrons? Um, and the most electronegative, Element is fluorine, and this leads us to our first rule. So, if a compound is with fluorine, fluorine's oxidation state is always minus one. Okay. So, electronegative loves electrons, so it's going to have the negative oxidation state. Oxygen now, um, oxygen oxygen always has a um, oxidation state of minus two, unless unless I told you there were going to be some exceptions today. Unless you have a compound of oxygen and fluorine, the fluorine rule takes priority. Um, so fluorine will be minus one and then oxygen will have to, um, will have to change. It won't be minus two. Another exception is peroxides. So um, something like hydrogen peroxide or sodium peroxide, they, oxygen has the oxygen type of minus one. That commonly comes up on exams. So it's a good thing to look out for. Um, peroxides, oxygen it bends the rule. So hydrogen always has an oxidation state of plus one, but again, there's an, another little exception coming your way. In metal hydrides, um, so like sodium hydride, so NaH, it is going to be minus one. So the rest of the rules. Let's run through these. In a compound ion, the overall oxidation state is equal to the charge on the ion. So a compound ion would be something like NO3 minus. Um, and the oxidation state will be equal to the um, overall charge on the ion, so the minus one. In a simple ion, the oxidation state is just the charge of the ion. So Na+, plus, the oxidation state is plus one. Ca2+, the oxidation state is two plus. See, oxidation ain't so bad. In a pure element, the oxidation state is zero, and this also includes um, diatomic um, elements. So... Um, H2, um, the hydrogen has an oxidation state of zero, but if we have helium, that will also have an oxidation state of zero. So any pure element has an oxidation state of zero. What would O2's oxidation state be? That's also going to be zero because that's that's oxygen in its like happy form, like going around in twos, like otters when they're sleeping. They hold hands and they look really cute. Google it if you need to feel happy because it makes me happy um, and maybe it'll make you happy too. Back to redox. Oxidation states are commonly represented by Roman numerals. So Fe333 sulfate means iron 3 sulfate. And if we would put that in ions, it would be brackets Fe3 plus and then a little 2, a subscript 2. And then another pair of brackets, SO4 2 minus, close brackets, and then a nice little subscript 3. Iron sulfate. Bam. So, two exceptions where oxygen does not necessarily have the oxidation state of minus two. Do you remember what those are? Well, first of all, if a compound contains fluorine, the first rule takes priority because fluorine is always minus one, super electronegative. Um, Next, in a peroxide, um, so something like H2O2, Na2O2, oxygen is going to have an oxidation state of minus one. Do we remember that all-important mnemonic from the beginning of the episode? I think you do. It's oil rig. You probably came across it at GCSE. It's still as useful here. Now we're going to talk over some ionic half equations. An ionic half equation shows either oxidation or reduction. So an example is O2 plus four electrons goes to 2O2 minus. This is an ionic half equation for the reduction of O2 to 2O2 minus. Now, if you have ionic half equations for both a reduction process and an oxidation process, you can add those two to generate a full balanced equation. Oh my gosh, I was not ready for the levels of excitement that are contained within this episode. Gosh damn it. So let's go through a little example and we're going for TiCl4 because titanium is cool. Let's just accept it. It's a cool metal. We don't know why, but we like it. So the only half equation for the oxidation of Ti to Ti4 plus is Ti goes to Ti 4 plus plus 4 electrons. Again, we're losing electrons, so that is a little oxidation reaction. The ionic half equation for the reduction of Cl2 to 2Cl minus is Cl2 plus 2 electrons goes to 2Cl minus. Great, we have our two half equations. Are we done? Not quite yet. So what do we need to do? What do we need to do? What do we have to do? Well, we've got to add those equations together, but we have to balance out the number of ele- electrons so they cancel out. So always think of this as the first step in creating a full equation from two ionic half equations. Cancel out those electrons, honey. We don't need them. So from the two equations we've got, we've got four electrons in the Ti half equation, and we've got two electrons in, this, in the chlorine half equation. So what do you think we need to do? Well, we have to double the uh, Cl2 half equation to give us 2 Cl2 plus 4 electrons goes to 4 Cl minus. Now, this is really good because the Ti equation is Ti goes to Ti 4 plus plus 4 electrons. So those electrons are going to cancel out because we have plus 4 electrons on the reactant side in the Cl2 reaction and plus 4 electrons on the product side in the Ti reaction. So those electrons are going to cancel out to give us the full galvanized together balanced equation of ti plus 2cl2 goes to ti4 4 plus plus 4cl 4 minus that was a journey i hope it was fun um, if it didn't make sense maybe listen to it again or go through the um, module on seneca some visualization could help if you're more of a reading learner than a um, listening learner whatever works for you we will try and support you multi-platform welcome had a mind blank there, forgot about words. It's cool. Uh, (laughs) So um, what, which of the, talk to me about reducing agents. What do they do? So reducing agents, remember um, a reducing agent gets um, oxidized. So it loses an electron, it gets oxidized and it gives electrons to another compound. It does not gain an electron. Reducing agents do not gain an electron. Please, please, please remember that. It's such an easy thing to forget in the exam, in a last minute um, panic. Um, So, one more time. Last question of this episode. The oxidation state of oxygen in O2 is what? I know you know it. It's zero because it's in its elemental form. Perfect. Right. That brings us to the end of this episode on Redox. Hope you're feeling confident about it and ready to go and slay that exam. Um, Hope these episodes are useful. Um, comment uh, let me know what you think of them rate us five stars if you like if you're enjoying them if you're enjoying the episodes um, because we want to keep making them I want to keep making them I love making these episodes um, and I hope you love listening to them (laughs) Um, best of luck with all your studies and thanks for joining catch you on the next one if this episode has got you in the mood for more revision then head over to senecalearning.com where you can revise all of your A-level subjects absolutely free And if you're on Apple Podcasts or Anchor, then you will find a link in the bio. But if not, just type in SenecaLearning.com and you'll find us. While you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow to all of our revised podcasts, which cover every subject you need, then that will help other people to find our podcasts.